Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew <laughs> Bruni. You good? You coughed first. Don't even... I was coughing before we started. Yeah, and then you made a weird gulping sound into the mic when we started, so... Uh, and, and now you're interrupting me with a cough. I mean... Restart. Just hit it. Just, just I'm not restarting. You don't, you, don't have to restart the, you don't have to restart the recording. Just restart your little intro. Hit it again. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good and tired. What is that Even, shirt you have on? What is that? Or it's a, it's a, what's your Norma got me? It's called, it says Road Trip, and it's a person with a dog on the top. All right, here's a question for you. I've had this mm-hmm. debate before. What, what is a a jacket with okay, a sweatshirt without a hood? What is that called? A sweater. Thank you. And uh, but <laughs> what you're wearing right now is a sweatshirt, correct? I would I would call it yeah that probably yeah or so that, a hoodie. So I had someone like tell that. me that. Uh, a sweatshirt without the hoodie, that's a sweatshirt, and what you're wearing is a hoodie. So, I feel like this is like I, a rectangle square thing, you know, like a I'm just, rectangle I'm just telling you what somebody told me, and yeah, we don't have to go any farther in depth about that. I'm just saying what somebody told me. So, I, I honestly it. was not expecting that question whenever I, you asked me what this was, and then I told you what it was, and he goes, There's a debate about this. So, <laughs> I'm glad we could, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> about that hoodie right there <laughs> yeah. Colin and his mind was thinking am i like am i making some sort of political statement right I was now like, what, are you dr- what are you what are you trying to say <laughs> Colin, you missed the republican debates recently they've been talking about that hoodie actually this one wow no, okay anyways uh north texas man i don't have words i don't have words Colin. how much of the game were you able to watch bruni I was able to watch about 60% of it. I went back and actually watched it before we started. Or oh, I watched good. the second half before we started. Oh, good. Um, but I watched the first half, I told you, while I was walking. So I, I yeah, caught a lot it's of It's like kind of watching, though. You're walking. People think you're weird watching a basketball game on your phone, walking down the street. Walking going to, to a another... basketball game? Yeah, walking to a basketball, basketball junkie here. Calling yeah, locked in. Junkie. Locked in. We're locked in. We're locked in. North Texas SMU. This is it. This was the game we said coming into the season. This is the game you had to win because we were like, you never play SMU. Nobody plays SMU. When mm-hmm. we play the SMU in football every year, we lose. And but we're a basketball school, so we can't let SMU beat us in basketball. Like that. That's our thing, right? Right. And you know. Early in the season or in the non-conference, SMU was was on the upward trajectory. North Texas, you know, a little bit downward trajectory. Uh, SMU has a great defense. They're top 40 in Ken Palm and Net and all that stuff. And SMU came into this game favored by one point. And North Texas, lo and behold, just gutted out that win. I'll let you yeah. take it first and describe it from top to bottom. But, uh, man... This this team, this program, Ross Hodge, the players, just an awesome win. Yeah. Uh, first to get started, Ruben and Bugs came back. They started the game. Or sorry, uh, Bugs did not start the game. Uh, the starting lineup was Ruben, Jason, CJ, uh, Aaron, and Mulai. Um, obviously, Bugs on the bench now that Jason's kind of solidified himself as the starter there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was texting you at the start of the game with Ruben on the court. This team looks completely different offensively. And, and the biggest thing that I saw uh, early in the game was the fact that they were willing to push the pace again in transition, um, which got them a lot of baskets. And Ruben, too, he's just a, like Jason can pass the ball, but Ruben's able to, to do things with his eyes and make defenders move and stuff. And I mean, they didn't have an assist in the first half last game. Uh, they mm-hmm. had 10 at the end of the first half in this game. So that just speaks to that. Um, it was a back and forth game the whole game. The first half was insane. I felt like I needed to breathe at the end. Uh, a lot of us did. And, and then in the second half, it was, it was the same. Um, the only problem is, is that you had to hold your breath because Ruben goes for a layup and hobbles off the court. And it is confirmed by the broadcast that he re-aggravated his hamstring. Uh, so we can talk about that afterward, after yeah. we kind of go over the game. But North Texas is able to kind of... I don't want to say hold on because they were just, they were matching SMU, right? Like it wasn't, both teams weren't really struggling from the field. Um, I mean, North Texas feels it was like a lot char- cleaner sorry. of a game. It was a lot cleaner of a game than I think we, we yeah. expected. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, I didn't expect both teams to shoot basically 45% from the field yeah. and then North Texas to shoot 43% from three. Yeah. Um, Bugs obviously is a lot of that four, four. Uh, Aaron was one of five from three, two of seven from the field. Jason was eight of eighteen from the field, three nine from uh, three, and then CJ had that huge three at the end of the game, but was two of eleven. So it could have been a lot uglier if you you don't have bugs and don't have Jason uh, in the game there. And then Robert Allen five of six, he he had some good uh, dunks and dump offs to him. Um, well, I think the the biggest thing for this game though was the intensity on the defensive end, uh, and you can speak more to how SMU is on that. But I thought that North Texas matched really well against what I was really worried about in SMU's athleticism. Yeah, SMU coming into this game, I've watched a ton of SMU this year. Yeah. Um, obviously for the Dave Campbell's podcast, but also I have routinely bet on the under in their games, so I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of SMU games, and they're just, like you said, athletic, long. Um, Zurich Phelps, 6'5", Samuel Williamson, 6'6". Um, even Chuck Harris, who's like 6'4", I, I think of him as a fairly lengthy uh, defender and Keon Ambrose Hilton, Tyreek Smith, so on and so forth. Um, they're versatile. They've, I've watched them play really good defense. I mean, they held Memphis to 62 could have won that game. Um, they, they just, they're g- great defense top 20 in the country on camp bomb. So I, I didn't expect these teams to get to 45% shooting, but yeah. they did North Texas um, and SMU only ended the game with 11 turnovers each, which I think is, fantastic it was a lot faster paced of a game than we expected to your point uh i think both teams kind of realized we have no chance at getting an efficient shot in the half court and north texas like we've seen north texas go in that direction before in terms of like knowing you're not going to get a clean shot on offense but it's never been i don't say never it's rare that they've committed to playing with the pace that they did tonight yeah. And I think that Ross Hodge and that stuff deserves a lot of credit for, and Ruben being back helps, but like to commit to it the way they did, I, I just, I, di- I didn't expect that. Uh, they ended the game with 13 fast break points. SMU had 11 going into the game. I would have said that was going to be like five each. So yeah, uh, I think that was a big thing with this game. And um, obviously Aaron Scott fouls out late. So you basically win the game with, again, Aaron Scott out and Ruben Jones out uh, at late in the second half. So um yeah an incredibly uh, impressive win this was the one that i think you had to get uh you mentioned john bugs first game back four of four from three and some of those in the second half were just 
daggers. They were just Dude. in the eyeball. I mean, the, the two back to back. You had the you had the one where they had nothing. John Bugs is at the yep. top top of the key. Boom, deep three in the corner. Nothing. Three seconds on the shot clock. He kind of eyes his defender as he's closing out. Bang! It was it was amazing. It what was you, amazing. What did you think of um Rondell Walker because he played twenty four minutes and I. In in the minutes in the game, obviously the game that I saw, I thought he was impactful. But the box score, obviously one of one from the field, three turnovers. Um, or am I, mean, I reading that right? I'm sorry, zero turnovers. I I read the the team box. Yeah, he had three assists. Three assists. There you go. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's the he's the quote unquote Matthew Stone replacement. Uh. I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Matthew Stone didn't play in this game, and Rondell Walker Rondell Walker is way more impactful to me especially yeah. at this point we saw early when he when he first came back his first came back it was like okay this guy can defend and in this game you really really felt it i mean there was that uh early in the first half i don't remember exactly what happened but they got back on transition uh after turning the ball over in transition and aaron got the block at the end of that that was a great defensive effort there and then late in the game again transition defense uh, i forgot who who i think jason edwards uh blocked the guy that was running in the lane and Ronald Walker comes swooping up, boom, steal. And this dude, not only is he really sound defensively, but he doesn't use his hands a lot. It's He stays in front of his man, and he knows when to jump passing lanes. And I think he he might not be as big as like a Matthew Stone. He might not, you know, need dive on the floor or be as physical. But he, one, he gets stats, which is helpful, right? He's technically just <laughs> he's a lot techni- better. He's technically a lot better. And, I mean, that's obviously going to show with a guy who, you know, got recruited at a high school at a higher yeah. rating and, and all that. And not only that, when you are in transition, he's able to push the ball up the floor. And I think that's really helpful. And we saw this with Ruben out uh, in the last few games is whenever other teams trap North Texas, he's able to come back there with CJ and pass the ball. If, if CJ is not able to get up the court. Um, so I think that's helpful. He's, he's helpful in a lot more ways than just defense. So uh, yeah, I mean, 23 minutes and it felt like a 23 impactful minutes and he plays in important minutes as well. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of Aaron Scott? 30 minutes, two of seven from the field, but, um, three blocks, you know, three steals. I think Aaron for me at this point in the season is he's going to have his games right where he gets 15 points, 12 points. Uh, I think for me now, what I need to expect from him is just lockdown defense. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was one of five from three last game. I don't remember. I don't know his exact stats, but I think he hit two or three threes. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can pull it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't think, and I'm not saying he can't have these games because, I mean, last game he had the, the midi was doing really well, but I don't think he can be a guy that we have to rely offensively on. Um, Jason obviously has been able to step up in that role, and and Ruben, when he's playing, is able to do, do uh, things in that role. But I don't think Aaron Scott at this point should be a guy, not that he shouldn't be a guy, but I don't think he is ready yet to be a guy that can night in and night out get you 15 points. Yeah. Uh, against Charlotte, he went 0 of 3 from 3, but against ECU, he went 2 of 3. That's three. what I'm thinking of is the ECU point. game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, What do you think about that? I'll bounce that back back to you, actually. Or against Temple, he went 2 of 3. Against e- ECU, he went 2 of 7 from 3. So uh, on the season, Aaron's now he's still shooting 40% from 3, technically. Yeah, fifty-six I always think good, it's funny but... when the announcers say that because they think he should be taking like six of them a game or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he has fifty-six attempts in sixteen games. Quick math says that's what three a game, roughly. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think defensively is where he makes his impact. And I, I wish he was 
my my problem with with Scott Aaron sounds weird saying his last name with Aaron um, throughout the season has been he hasn't had enough juice off the bounce and hasn't been able to like finish at the rim adequately. Like mm-hmm. you expect him in that like six eight frame or just how like long he is and how like smooth he is with the ball. You expect him to like get to his spot and maybe be able to finish over a guy or finish with contact or finish, get it fouled or something. And mm-hmm. he doesn't get to the line a ton. He had two free throws tonight in 30 minutes. Um, let me look at his free throw rate. Cause I'm actually curious about this now. Uh, free throw rate on Ken Palm. Yeah. It's all, it's basically the lowest on the team. I mean, lower than CJ Nolan, lower, lower than Ruben, uh, lower than Sissoko. So it's like, he's not initiating, the offense in the way that I, I thought he could and would. Um, but yeah, if he plays defense at this level, he's an all conference defender. And that, as we saw, especially with Jason's emergence can kind of like complement things going into the season. We said, all right, Ruben and Aaron are going to initiate the offense. Yeah. Well now with Jason Edwards and CJ Nolan kind of stepping into that role a bit, you have, you don't have as much on his plate. And I will say Robert Allen I I mean he's not initiating the offense, but like as a guy who can get the ball and just go finish it, yeah, he's been way better than I thought he was going to be. What's crazy too is I thought that he would Mulai would kind of do that this season. You know yeah. he'd get the he'd get the dump off dunks and things like that. But I mean there were multiple times tonight. I mean where I texted I go what is Mulai doing because yeah. yeah he he drew a foul on one of them, but the ball still went out of bounds because he didn't go up strong enough. Whereas you got Robert Allen five or six from the field just yeah. doing what he needs to do on the inside. Yeah, so that's um. I, I'm always I continue to be impressed with Robert Allen. Uh, whether he starts or not it doesn't matter. Mulai played 11 minutes. Allen played uh, 29. Uh, but I just this eight man rotation is ideal. Now I say that we can get into the impact of Ruben Jones potentially missing more yeah. time because if it is, it's it's been the same hamstring that has been bothering him since his freshman year when he missed the late, the last part of the season. Remember mm-hmm. before that he didn't I play in the tournament that. when they beat Purdue. I, I do remember like, that. It's the same hamstring. And so this is a reoccurring thing for him. And he, like I was told that they could have, you know, pressed him to play earlier, but they wanted to be cautious with this. And they were cautious with him. And then in his first game back, he gets hurt again. Yeah, that's not good. That's not no. good. So no. now we're looking at it to where I'm going to just assume Ruben's going to be out for another two weeks. I have no I have no evidence of that. I have no sources on that. I'm just going to assume because he could not play one game after rehabbing for three weeks. I don't see him coming back in two weeks, like just yeah. or before two weeks rather. And if he comes back at two weeks, honestly, I'd be kind of surprised at this point, right? Yeah, at two weeks would put you at the Memphis game uh, in that time. You play FAU, UAB, USF, SMU Tulsa, SMU. So one, so two, three, four, four. Yeah, I mean, four of those games are hard games, too, if you want to count South Florida. And they just kind of had a yeah. resurgence this year. Yeah. Uh, Tulsa, you'd, you'd like to hope that North Texas is, is it will yeah. take care of business there. But Ruben being out. I mean, you saw tonight how much different the offense was. It was able to push the pace, and that's part of the reason why they were able to keep up with SMU in that first half. I mean, SMU was getting lobs that were annoying, and North Texas was able to capitalize and transition on a lot, uh, a lot because Ruben was able to play make. So, do, I don't think North Texas wins this game without Ruben. Is that fair? FAU? No, 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 no. The SMU game. Oh, this this game. Yeah, yeah. no. 
I don't okay. think so because again, offensively, he's he's when Jason has the ball in his hands, you know what his primary thing is going to be. He wants to score the ball. Yeah. That's why he took 18 shots. That's how he should be playing the game. When Ruben has the ball in his hands, he he's able to. He's not gonna. He's not the scorer, right? Like he's not gonna you know make, create his own shot, but he's able to try to draw a foul or he's able to try to make something out of nothing and get a guy to where another guy gets open. Yeah. And you saw that a couple times today at the end of a shot clock, uh, he kicked one out to the left wing or uh, left corner to CJ. Then he missed. Um, and then, you know, we saw the the pass to Rondell when he was cutting and he moved the guy with his eyes on the elbow. So, I mean, that's where to me, this team's going to suffer the most. Cause yeah, CJ is able to stepped up and, and been able to handle the ball more. I already talked about Rondell kind of able to do that if they get uh, pressed um but jason being your primary ball handler guys teams are only going to target him more they're only going to target jason more and and at, that's going to become an issue at some point i would assume teams start like really really blitzing edwards and you kind of saw it kind of tonight by smu uh and toward the end of the second half is when they or i guess uh yeah toward the end of the second half when they were blitzing him to try to trap him to get them to turn the ball over and he yeah. did on one of the on one of those possessions so yeah uh real quick i do want to talk about like the big picture of this game they get what was the official number seven thousand yeah i can probably pull seven thousand and change whatever yeah seven thousand okay call it seven thousand two hundred thirty nine in attendance mm-hmm. um i believe it's a, a record for the pmac in terms of what regular season pmac well sorry super pit uh super pit <laughs> record for this it's look again colin has me up at 12 42 a.m doing these podcasts all right that's actually I, you had you told me 11 30 i said we said 11, and, then, in the morning, and then you said 11 45 and but what did you say when i said we could do this in I the said morning i'm not going to be up i've been going to sleep at 7 30 a.m so Christ. it's been i <laughs> it's a time um regardless i'm reading the recap right now to see if we can find it um but yeah oh here it is oh the most okay a record oh the record was the students 2473 students was the most students uh, in the super pit um so credit to them but i i just think the atmosphere that was generated tonight and again i wasn't there but just from videos we saw from people that were there talking about it we haven't seen games talked about like that before right i think that is substantial i think beating smu is substantial i think winning this game for the aac race that uh, north texas is now in the thick of the title race now yep. through six games i understand they're still we're at 33 percent through uh conference season and there's a really really hard slate coming up potentially without ruben i understand that but there are now four teams at the top with only one loss and that does not include smu and memphis or uab so I look at a top seven in the American and say, you can put these teams in one through seven, basically any order. And I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. So um, I think that was a big win for that. So I, I do want to highlight just how big of a win this was and how like substantial this is for this season. And I think for Ross Hodge too, right? Ross Hodge takes over this program from Graham McCaslin, who, had big crowds on occasion, right? The CBI title, Western Kentucky game. Uh, you go down the list, there were some some great moments, but he takes over, and now it's, all right, well, we just lost our coach to Texas Tech. All right, we uh, lost Abu to Xavier. You know, we don't know these guys as well as we did the last roster. 
and coming off an NIT win or NIT championship to start five and one in conference without Ruben, mostly without uh, bugs and to beat SMU at home like this. I just, I think it's worth mentioning. I think it's worth highlighting um, just how impressive this is from Ross Hodge, the staff and this team. So that's my, that's my spiel. Yeah, I think I think it really also highlights it's like that North Texas and I guess the rest of the conference the conference USA that came over uh, belong in the American. Um, I mean, North Texas hasn't really played a, a, a team yet, right? Like if you want to say like a contending team yet, uh, Charlotte, I guess you could say, but they've also played each other in Conference USA, so you know you always get the hate online. So I think SMU playing them, and then not only that, getting the TV recognition. I don't, I don't know, like. Like live tweeting, yeah. live tweeting from from our Twitter. Like last year, we didn't do a whole lot of live tweeting per game, but like we didn't get a lot of traction. Whereas this year, like we're getting retweets yeah. from way bigger accounts. Um, the 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 TV commentators are talking about how these are two of the best, uh, like elite coaches in the game. Like I remember when Grant was rumored to be hired somewhere, and people are calling Grant like not elite, and obviously that was wrong, right? But it yeah. was only because you aren't in a conference that's known for anything. So I. I think that not only you met you like the, the noise around the game, I think that's almost solely just because we're in the American now being in, being on ESPN, like being on ESPN every game almost. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, for me as a basketball watcher, like college basketball watcher, I'll go around just to click on games here and there. The, the value of being able to just be clicked on, yeah, he's just incredibly. Not only, not only that, following uh, I, I forgot the show with uh, Will Bond on ESPN, but that's PTI. what the PTI. But that's the broadcast. Like that's what the broadcast followed. So yeah. the people that were watching that show are now watching North Texas versus SMU. Yeah. So I, I think that in itself also is very important, and, and it galvanizes obviously the people that the alumni and stuff in Dallas. So yeah. So um, I was looking it up before we started here. I don't know how to I don't know what the actual correct answer is for this but what was is this the biggest regular season win since tw- the 2020 conference championship um win over uh, Western Kentucky that last win over Western Kentucky that sealed it biggest win biggest So you your contenders here and I, I I think these are actual contenders but I think the the outside stuff of this game like the crowd and the um, American and SMU like all factor into making this the biggest yeah. game since 2020 last year. Is it better or are you asking me if it's better or if it's the biggest since biggest since. So last year okay. you had the double overtime win over UAB at home, yeah. which helped them. Um, they didn't win the conference, but you know, it was just a big result to win that game. Um, that's the one from last year I'm thinking of. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say none of the games from twenty from 2020 onward matter more than this one. So two years ago, here's one. Um, what what are you? You got balloons coming up around your head. What did that? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know, but you. What are you doing? I I don't know. It's what did I do? <laughs> I know if you give a thumbs up, it gives. A oh, is that thumbs. what it is? Yeah. Come on, I, I didn't man. know. I didn't know a peace sign puts a balloon. Did you say do two? it? I do it again. You do it uh, again. I think it was a thumbs up. Impressive. 
technology. <laughs> what crazy. just happened? Uh, what were you saying? Oh, okay. win. So you said two USB. years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, you had the road win at UAB, um, where Tyler Perry hit the three over Jemison to win it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also had like buzzer beater against La Tech that year and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think this I don't, is I don't like think, I don't think any of those other games are bigger games. than this game. I think I think those games don't matter in the grand scheme of things because they did something more impressive during that year. So two years ago, it wasn't the NIT, or they well, played in the NIT. Two years ago, they won the regular season title. You run the yeah. yeah yeah, but they've they've done that before, right? I'm not saying that that's not a a big thing, but I'm saying they've done that before. So if you're trying to move forward and establish a, um, we want to call ourselves a basketball school school and you're trying to establish yourself. I think the best way to do that is beat a team that has been in the American, that is, you know, competing the American has always been in the American American used to be a four bid league four three years ago, four years ago. Um, and you're establishing yourself as a better program. You're no longer the con- the team that just beats the Conference USA teams in the regular season. You're no longer the team that just upsets Purdue. You're now getting national recognition by broadcasters and whatever, yeah. people on Twitter, and it's a good team. Yeah, North Texas now 5-0 and in games against American athletic conference teams. Wichita, Tulane, Temple, ECU, and SMU. Isn't that funny? I love it. And the only loss is to Charlotte. <laughs> SMU is the only team, though, that did not look shook from the defense. Well, because that's in you. They play. They, they play similarly. So. Yeah, they're the same teams, basically. Now let me tell uh, you. Let me tell you. Uh, South Florida might get a little shook. Tulsa might get a little shook. <laughs> well, next two games: FAU and UAB, two teams who know North Texas very, very, very well. Um, like the FAU game, just to quickly, because that game's on Sunday. I'm not gonna be able to watch it either. So. Oh, Colin, tell them where you're going. Well, we, we can get to that after. We can get to that after. Okay. All right. All right. Don't tell them where you're going. Um, had a major tease there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll be playing. What, what time is the game at? I'm doing Noon. a three-on-three tournament this weekend. Did I tell you that? I guess we'll just yeah, miss the biggest game of the season. No, what time is the game? Noon. Colin? I said noon. Starts Three-on-three tournament starts at 930, so we'll see. We'll see what I can do. Um, regardless, the FAU game, just in general, we've seen FAU look flawed this year. We've seen them struggle. They went to overtime with UTSA. Um, you know, beat Wichita by nine. I watched that game. Uh, beat Tulane by one, where they per- probably should have lost that game. If Ruben doesn't play, this game's on the road. What's our expectation? FAU showing up for this game. They should, yeah. This is a game where they, they know they know how good North Texas is, especially yeah. after last year. This team knows not to mess around with this game. You can try so, to mess around against a UTSA or a Tulane or whatever, but they know not to mess around with this team. If they lose to FAU, I think you got to win the next three, right? UAB, USF at home, Tulsa on the road. Those three have to be wins. Yeah, that puts you at potentially eight and two. Yeah, and then you got the SMU Memphis back to back. That's the one. And you, if you're gonna win you, this conference, you, you gotta win, win at least one of them. Yeah, you gotta beat SMU on the road, or you preferably gotta beat Memphis. Memphis. At home. Preferably, Memphis. you gotta win one of those two, because then you got UAB UTSA. What day? Is February, what day is February fifteenth? Because I need to go to the pit to see Penny Hardaway. Thursday. <laughs> Damn, I have to take that day hey, off. I wonder if our boy Will would be there. <laughs> Call him down, dude. Call him down. Um, <sighs> but yeah. Memphis, so, oh yeah, it's on a Thursday, so you can't go. I work two to ten. Yeah, I would have been there tonight. 
Go on uh, Sunday, drive down to Dallas on Sunday to watch SMU. I don't want to drive down to Dallas. Okay. It's a far drive. Wait for me then. I'll just go to the actual pit. I'll just take the day off. Uh, You have days off still? I I can take days off. It's just the new year. My PTO gets rolled over. Ah. It resets. 21 days this year. I took two of them, though. All right. One of those for this Monday. Make sure you save up. Because I'm going to the NFC Championship game. Yes, sir. Did you say Lion. spa day? What? I said I'm taking off Monday. Oh, Monday. That's right. I thought you said spa day. Uh, I thought you were getting all ready for this game. I didn't know what you were doing. I am going to dye my hair blue, though. The little bit you have. Let's see the update. Let's see an update. It's There's some hair. You could dye that blue. Pretty yeah, easily. I blue. But I have to bleach it. So you have to bleach yeah, it first. Like M&M? blue. <laughs> just go, just go as M&M. Just go as M&M. Screw it, screw it. Just go blonde and just. That'd be crazy. But yeah, so I'm gonna go to that. I'm terrified of planes. I've only been watching plane videos online. Um, about how videos. like they don't crash. Oh, I was doing that. I was watching people uh, fly like the most dangerous airlines like over and over and over again because I found it interesting. And then now I found this ATC thing and it's like every day they upload something where it's like severe engine compressor stall on takeoff. American Airlines, Airbus 320, A321 returns to Dallas. So, you so know, we'll take see. Like a, can you take like a uh, a drug or something? To, I can't just, like, get prescribed the drugs that it would need to take me out of it because I have to go see an actual doctor and I haven't seen my patient. Like a, a night I mean, have, like No. That doesn't work. I have I have medicine that knocks me out, but uh, you're not gonna get that in an airport. No, I can. I'm prescribed you it. Oh, yeah, you, I just brand. What do you think? What do you think? I I take sleeping pills on the side. I didn't. Know That's crazy. Doing. No, I take. It's, I don't. They're not sleeping pills, but they 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 uh they're meant for when I get extremely anxious. Yeah, I take them. So uh, okay. I haven't taken one in a long time. Probably nine months or so. Okay. So I could take one of those, but I'll and be now calling the whole day. Staying up till seven thirty a.m. It's so I can do the all nighter on the on the day of the plane. Cool. That's okay. that's how I fly. I stay okay. up the whole night. I get on the plane, hope to fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Land, sleep all day in the hotel. Hate myself the next day. But I'm gonna try not to do that. It's gonna be worth it though. Go Lions. If we lose, I'll be pretty upset. But I think I think we have a good chance. I think, I think you have a good chance, chance too. Uh, we also be. might go to Alcatraz. Oh yeah. So, Wait, like actually on the island? Thing? Yeah. They have an actual tour, right? We yeah. we just went on the boat around it. <laughs> I don't, yep, I there's Alcatraz. <laughs> like there it is. Like oh, well, I'll, God, I'll be flying over. Be like Bruni had the same view except from the water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was in the water. Um, we went around it. It was very what you, windy. What, you, what are your official picks for the for the for the remaining NFL games? Who's your team now? If it's not the Lions. I hope the Ravens win it. The Ravens, huh? I want to see Lamar going. Let me tell you, if it is Ravens, Lions, we are going to get destroyed by the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens are crazy. They beat us 36 to like 10. Yeah, 7 or something like that. Something stupid. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep, okay. Colin. I'm too tired for this. Okie dokie. When's the next pod? Because it's not going to be – we could do it Monday, I guess. No, we're not doing it on Monday. Uh, we're gonna do it probably Thursday, Thursday after, after the UAB game. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna see if I can get a football person on too. Maybe talk some football. Okay, it's always football season, Colin. 
Always football season. Get a. Uh, we're gonna get a uh, Chandler Morrison. You just locking that in right now. Lock this in. Lock either. Lock either Morrison, Chandler Morris, or Eric Morris. <laughs> Eric Morris ain't going on the damn podcast. Eric Morris don't like talking to the media. We're not media. Um, we're a fan. See now we can consider ourselves now a fan podcast, Bernie. Yeah, I speak in the we's, not the they's the now. I like it. Um, yeah. In the next two weeks, we're going to have Chandler Morris on. Book it. Other than that, who else could we have on? I wish we did like a coach's show with Ross, personally. Like you every want me to get Ross on? I can get like, Ross on. I would, love, I would love like an every two weeks. We can get Ross on. We just no, have to I figure out when. On. We just have to do when, yeah. It's like you have to figure out the time and the dates. They have to be at home. You know, it has to be after a win, so on and so forth. Could have asked them to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not. No, they're going to FAU. They're probably leaving Saturday. Watch them already be gone. They left. We'll see. You win. We'll see. We'll see. We'll 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 see. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already um follow us on x green room unt colin. oh we are very close to 500 now my phone's dead let me look colin did a great job tweeting also yeah game. hey guys i tweet the games okay <laughs> <laughs> well you most of the time yes <clears throat> yeah i, I think because i've had of... a lot of schedule conflicts recently yeah bruni covers other basketball games because he hates us we're at 491 we need nine more Nine more follows. Also, shout out to Grandma Castle, man. I know. Ross Hodge, hashtag go me green. Those are some God, we've had we've been blessed. When we've does it become blessed. the Grant McCaslin coaching tree? Whenever I start coaching somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We have look, we have Ross. We have me coaching AAU basketball in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We have uh, Andre Shaw doing the TBT team, right? Yeah. We have Chris Blakely. Look, what, I'm doing it again. <laughs> Can I'm, you how s- am I doing it? I'm six I years old or whatever you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, we have Chris Blakely, who's at uh, Duncanville, right? He's I don't know. Allen now. Is, oh, Allen. That's what it is. Sorry. Um, Allen. Who else? I'm missing somebody. Well, Coach B is with him over there. Coach Reem. Reem is at Kansas State. Yeah, but when does so when does Reem become a, a Drone Tang branch instead of a Grant branch? See, this is these are these are things we gotta figure out here. It's whoever's the it's whoever's the, the question better is, coach gets the question. There you go. But the question is, is Ross the first official? head coach under the grant tree or is grant not old enough does he have to be like 70 years old no 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 ross is the first for sure you work six years under somebody you're a Seven. branch Seven. you're a legitimate branch yeah solidified this thing's not getting chopped off in the wind and nope. attached to another tree gone yeah yeah it's right there um so that's a good question all right we've been rambling for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. i'm tired i'm going to sleep i'll post a picture on twitter of my dad here tomorrow so Yes, please do. Please do. All right, guys. Thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you later. See you.